is going on, Universal Sports Hub? It's Big Yeggs hosting today. We got an NHL podcast coming your way. I'm, me and Rick are going to do this one today. None of the other boys can make it in. We're going to start off today with some deadline trade rumors. We're going to pick four names, probably the four biggest names on the trade market right now. Rick, I want to start off with Sergei Bobrovsky. Where do you, where could you possibly see him getting traded to? Where do you think Columbus had going to? Uh, I actually think, I mean, I think they should hang on to him, but I don't seem to be going well with him now. So I think his best destination would be Florida, because they're the ones that seem to want him the most, and Bob Rossi wants to be somewhere where he's wanted. Yeah, I mean, it was about last week or within the last two weeks it came out that uh, Florida wanted to make a push for Panera and Bobrovsky. Only problem is they're 11 points out, so they must think they could convince them to stay long-term there. Yeah. And there's a lot of money tied up right there in Florida's goaltending. I mean, Luongo's on a pretty hefty deal. Not a lot of term left, but I believe James Reimer's locked up through 20, uh, the 2020-2021 season, making like three mil. So they got, they got a little bit of a money situation going on down there with the goalies. So Columbus would take one of them back. It could make it work. But I don't, I don't know about Florida anymore. How about Carolina? They're right on the verge of the playoffs. They got Peter Mrazek and Curtis McElhaney in there. They kind of need some stability. I think that might be like a like a low low key under the radar kind of player for them. Maybe they'll play duck duck goose with Poprowski there too. He might like that. Yeah. How about uh, his teammate Panarin? Panarin, best destination. Philadelphia Flyers. I hear you. I'm with it. Uh, we might have to wait till July first for that one. Might never know. Never know. But might have to wait till July 1st for him. I, I can see, since there's been rumors out there that he wants to play in the New York market, and with the Islanders being this year's surprise surprise team of the year, I can see the Islanders trying to trade for him to help their playoff push. I mean, they're right there. They're ahead of Pittsburgh and uh, Washington right now. They're, they're playing really good, and they haven't gone away all year. They can use a guy like Panarin on that Oh, team. yeah. Any, any team can use a guy like Panarin on that Oh, team. yeah, Absolutely. Um, just the one thing with Panarin, like, or um, not Panarin, the Islanders, I mean, they lose to Veras, and just by default, you're like, ah, don't have to worry about them no more. They're going to the bottom of the division, probably the bottom of the league. And they come out, and they're this surprising. They've been really good all year, credit to Barry Trotz, and even Washington, doing a hell of a job there. Probably probably deserves to win coach of the year again. How about our boy Wayne Simmons? I don't want to see him go, but it looks like it's not going to work here. Um, I thought Nashville and Winnipeg could use him. I mean, the one thing with Simmons, almost anybody that's in the playoff push could trade for him because he's not making a hefty salary. It's like three, it's in the three million somewhere. So the Flyers take a small contract or an expiring one back. They could they could get a better deal from someone as well. There's a lot of possibilities for Simmons, but I think Nashville and Winnipeg are probably my two favorite landing spots for him that could help put them over the over the hump. How about you? I think Nashville's a good uh, good uh, place for Wayne Simmons to go, but I don't know if we'll go there. Uh, Winnipeg, don't see it as much with me. I mean, it will probably happen because I say that, but <laughs> I think Toronto's still the best place for Wayne Simmons to go. It's his hometown. I think Wayne Simmons would be a Toronto Maple Leaf. Yeah, he'd probably fit nice there on, yeah. on, on being a winger for either Tavares or Matthews. They got a lot of young players there, too. They could use some of Wayne Simmons for it. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. Protect guys like Mitch Marner a little bit. Yeah. Keep Austin Matthews from getting hit in the playoffs. Tavares can probably handle his own. He always seemed to be all right in that regard. 
about Matt Duchesne? Do you think he can move on from Ottawa? Personally, I think he stays. For some reason, I think he's going to stay in Ottawa. Uh, he could stay, but I don't know. For some reason, I see like a Matt Duchesne going somewhere like Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh? Yeah. I could see that. I mean, they only seem to have three like really good centers, so I could say it. I, I could also see a place like Montreal, another surprise team this year that's playing really well trading for him. Well, I mean, we'll see. It depends if he wants to get a free agency or not, too. If he's willing to sign long-term, that can help his trade value to another team that might be interested in him long-term. But switching gears here, we had a question from our boy Scott. He tweeted us, would you trade Goss's pair, Simmons, and a pick for Aaron Eckblad? Would you do it? No. See, I look at it like this. Personally, I'm just crossing Simmons off there because I, I don't think he's in the Flyers' plans after this season, so... Trading him doesn't really mean anything. I would personally do the deal of giving up a pick. If that pick wasn't a first or a future first, I would do that deal. I think Ekblad's a little bigger, stronger, and he's putting up probably about the same offense goes him. Goes a little more dynamic of a skater with the speed and all, but I think if you if you paired Provorov with Ekblad, Jesus, that that's probably one of the, the more dynamic first pairs in the NHL. That that I mean, but you wouldn't do it. I don't think I would. He's a big ghost Yeah, I know what he could do. I mean, Ekblad's good, too. But, I don't know. It's funny, when uh, Ekblad was getting drafted, obviously Florida had the first pick. I think we were 16 or 17 in that draft. Where I, I believe we drafted Sandheim in that same draft. But the rumors were that Hextall wanted to move up and try and get the number one pick, but Florida wanted, Sim- or, uh, yeah, Florida wanted Simmons. It'd be kind of ironic if he got traded there for Ekblad like four years later. Yeah. A little ironic. But Rick, another question from Scott. Um, he tweeted us back. Um, he doesn't believe that Austin Matthews and Tavares are the best one-two punch for centermen in the NHL. Now, me and you, we both, we didn't really have to think long and hard about this. No offense to Crosby or Malkin, but maybe two years ago, like you said, we would have picked them. But, I mean, I don't honestly think it's much of a debate right now. No. Austin Matthews, Tavares, best one-two punch. Austin Even Matthews. with Austin Matthews missing one game. Yeah. He's so fun to watch too. He's he's a killer out there. Absolute sniper too. Yeah, Tavares. He's just. I mean, we watched him for years in our division. He'll kill you if you give him any type of chance. He'll kill you. And he only gets better with better talent. And obviously, Toronto has a ton more talent than the Islanders. Might not look that way if you look at the standings, but I mean, you got guys like Mitch Marner up there. He's got the most points on the team. I don't think that's a coincidence. Bringing in a guy like Tavares and he goes off. He's probably going to end up over a point per game this year. I think it's just too impactful. I mean, you look at Toronto. They were in the middle of the pack hockey team last year. They have Tavares. They're one of the elite teams now. Yeah, you got to take them serious. And with that being said, I, I don't think there's much of a debate outside of Crosby and Malkin to be made for best one-two punch. All right. Now, our three favorites at this time to make the Stanley Cup. We're going to start with the East. My three favorites right now. Tampa Bay, I mean that team, geez, I, I don't I I don't know how they don't make the Stanley Cup this year. Something would have to go drastically wrong, somebody gets injured. That team's been dominant for at least the last 10, 12 weeks, three months, basically all season. Uh I have the other Capitals, the experience, Alex Ovechkin, Braden Holby. They're they're a very, very good team. They're obviously the defending Stanley Cup champions are not gonna go away easy. I still think they're going to have a very far push, possibly the Eastern Conference Finals. 
My third pick, like we just talked about, because of Tavares and Matthews, I'll take Toronto. I think they're probably, to me, they're your three favorites out of the East. What would you think there? Well, with number one, I'm going to go with Toronto. I picked Toronto before. I'm sticking with Toronto. You did. They're going to be my number one team out of the East. Then it's got to be Tampa Bay. Obviously, Tampa Bay is the number one team in the East. Huge rouse. That team's unreal. That team's ridiculous. But number three, I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Pittsburgh Penguins always, they have Sidney Crosby. They always can do what they got to do to get there. Do you think they'll get revenge on the Caps this year and take them out? Yeah, I mean, they, they, they didn't get in their revenge on the Caps. I mean, the Caps couldn't beat them until last year. I, mean, I don't know if they'll play each other this year. I think the Capitals make an early exit, you know, a little Stanley Cup hangover. You can so see. You I, can don't, see I don't see the Capitals doing what they did last year. You're not ready to write off the Penguins, are you? No. I, I don't blame you one bit. Um, Western Conference, I went with Nashville, San Jose, and Winnipeg as my three favorites. Nashville, I just, there's so much talent from their forward group, their defense core, and goaltending. I mean, they got the best one-two punch in goaltending tandem in the NHL, in my opinion. Uh, I just think they're going to be a really hard out, especially if they get home ice advantage. That place is rocking in the playoffs. Great atmosphere. San Jose, I mean, like I just, they are loaded with talent. Led by, I mean, Eric Carlson starting to figure it out. Brett Burns back there. They're they're a very dynamic team. Martin Jones and Net that you don't want to count out because they can put up six goals on you in a hurry, and they probably will if you give them any type of chances. Winnipeg, they got close last year. They they were young last year. They got close. They lost to a, an expansion Vegas team to go to the Cup. I, I like Winnipeg to get back to the, at least the conference finals this year. I think they're a really, really good team. Yeah. I'm pretty sure earlier I had San Jose in the Cup, but I'm actually going to change that. I, I had a Toronto-San Jose Cup this year. I'm picking an all-Canadian Cup. Really? I think Winnipeg is the Stanley Cup. You know, it's going to be in the Stanley Cup finals from the West. So you got Winnipeg-Toronto right now. Winnipeg-Toronto is going to be. So that means Canada will be getting its first Stanley Cup since 1993. Yep. That means the drought that Canada has never seen a cup in our lifetime is over. Yeah, you think that's ridiculous or no? It ends this year. Right? That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I mean, number two, I'm going to stick with my team that I did have there. They're, they did drop back, but they're going to make the conference finals, but not the Stanley Cup. San Jose. And three, I'm going with Nashville. I great team. Got to the cup a couple years ago. Love PK Subban. Love Roman Yossi. Great team. Just too much talent in the West this year. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who comes out because of those six teams that I mentioned and the six that you mentioned, the only different one that we have was Pittsburgh and Washington. So if you put together those seven teams, I don't think me or you would be shocked one bit if any of them made the cup. Yeah. Like the, anyone else may be a little shocked, but those teams, they seem to be the ones trying to make that cup push if, this year. If you look at Winnipeg, too, like Patrick Lane. It's been snaking of late, too. Yeah, the White Walker himself. The White Walker, he's got something wrong with him, but he's, I mean, the team's still winning. Yeah. You got your best player, and he's not scoring 40 goals like he did last year, but you're still just cruising on. I'll just say this. When Line A gets it going, look the hell out, because he's one of the elite snipers in the game, and he's under, what, he's 21 years old, I think, 22 at the most. If that looks like he's forty, yeah, yeah, looks like he should be uh, acting on another TV show. But nonetheless, 
Rick, who's your most disappointing team so far this year? My most disappointing team this year is probably going to be, I'm going to say the Flyers. I'm going to go with the Flyers. Hate to say it. Just because, I mean, they got to the playoffs last year with the young players. This year, I mean, they're on a roll right now, but they should, in my opinion, they should be a team with the talent they have. They should be a top three in their division. They shouldn't be seven points out of a wild card. I mean, when you see a team like the Islanders lose their best player and only bring in one of the best coaches in the NHL and basically their major addition in free agency in the offseason and they're where they're at, that pisses me off as a Flyers fan. Right. It's like you really can't get your shit together at this point. It was probably the worst three months to start a Flyers season that I can remember, and there's been some bad starts in there in my lifetime. When but it, it's been bad. It, it was also you know, a little bit of Hextall being stubborn, Hextall yeah. being terrible coach. I don't know. That guy just, he just, whatever worked, he did the opposite. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not really too much of a surprise, but with them going, I mean, the Flyers have been playing great. Breath of fresh air. And you see, I mean, look, they're right now they're beating the Ducks 4-1 to as we record this. They're on their way to 9 out of 10. We'll see. I mean, me personally, i got to go with the Oilers. You have Connor McDavid. You, you, you still can't figure this out. You had one good year with this guy, and you can't figure out a line mate for him not named Milan Lucic who can barely skate anymore. Like you, get, what are you doing up there? You can't get him a head coach that fits him. You you can't do anything. You have the most. T- oh my god! This team. How many number one picks have they got? How many? At least four or five. Yeah. They have the best player currently in the NHL, Connor McDavid, and they still can't put Dick together. What are you doing up there? Get yourself a head coach. I love Ken Hitchcock, but he's not the head coach for a team led by Connor McDavid because he's only going to slow him down. Get yourself a, a stable GM who knows what the hell he's doing and figure out a fucking line mate for this guy. Go get go get him a guy that can fly and can put it in the net. It's not that hard. Maybe Panarin comes up to that. Yeah, that would be perfect. And then look next year. They'll both be over 100 points. It's like I understand it's hard to acquire talent and especially elite first-line talent, but when you have as much assets as the Edmonton Oilers have and accumulated over the years and you can't – Either a trade for someone or attract someone. What the hell are you de- you're doing? Not not to mention not developing enough enough of these guys as well. So I'm sorry for my little Oilers rant. It's kind of like you have Connor McDavid and, and you're nowhere near the playoff hunt. That that's absurd. Yeah, that's absurd. Dry settles playing. Dry a stud. I like Leon. He's a stud. All right, Rick. Who ends the year with the most points in the NHL? The most points in the NHL. In my opinion, it's probably going to be... You know what's your boy? I think it might be Calgary. No, I meant player-wise. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I should have phrased that better. Which player ends the year with the most points? I'm going Kucherov. I mean, you got McDavid and Patrick Kane right there to round out the top three. Uh, player points, Patrick Kane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I figured you got to go with your boy. Yeah, I should, I should have phrased that a little better. But player points, I'm going to go with Kucherov to be number one again this year. You're going to go with your boy? I mean, I, I, he's going to catch up, baby. Well, I mean, they're right there. Kucherov leads with 81. McDavid's got 80. Kane's got 79. So, I mean, it'll be a hell of a race to the end there. I don't see how Kucherov's going to get top. I just think that offense is – they're just – they're too good down there. Honestly, they're they're not getting touched. That's just me. 
But, guys, that's going to do it for our NHL podcast from me and Rick. We'll come to you next week with another one. Be sure to, uh, to tune in for our live tweets uh, through the week as well.